Hey, how's everybody doing? And welcome back to 125 Unfiltered. I believe this is episode 21, Friday before Wild Card Weekend. We've got a fantastic episode for you here today. I've got a special guest with me, two guest episodes in one week. This time, we've got another good friend from UNC, Miles Wilkin. Miles, how's it going? Uh, it's going well. Thanks for having me on, Josh. I uh, really enjoy the pod and your dedication to perfecting your craft. Uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing how you do in the career and love to see your future endeavors and your progress so far. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. And definitely glad to have you on as well. Um, I know you're definitely a big NFL guy. We've talked about it throughout the season. Uh, Miles actually won our fantasy football league. Not only won, he, he dominated it. Um, unfortunately, I did not come out on top. But uh, Miles knows his football, and we're going to be talking about all of the matchups here today. We got the six wild card matchups, um, and then we're going to kind of talk about our Super Bowl picks. Uh, I talked about mine about two weeks ago. Are mine changing? Am I going to switch it up? We'll see, but let's just dive straight into it. All right, so let's start on the AFC side of things. First game tomorrow, 1.05 p.m. Colts are going to Buffalo, playing the two-seeded Bills. Uh, what do you have for this game? I have the Bills, and I'll just let out a little spoiler. I have them all the way through. They are my Super Bowl champions this week, and it all revolves about this Josh Allen transformation this year. Uh, he's just really become unlocked through the new offensive coordinator, Brian Dabble. Uh, I'm from Buffalo. Uh, just a little backstory here. I watch uh, – all my friends are Bills fans. I watched – we watched Josh Allen get drafted. Everyone hated it. We wanted Josh Rosen. We initially cheered. Everyone heard the name Josh. We we're like, yes. Josh Allen came through, no. The way this man is transformed after his first and second year really just shows why you can't give up on quarterback that you just drafted as well as how much coaching matters and the rest of the team has backed him up and I do believe they're the best team in the NFL currently they're on a very hot pace right now and I think they're going to keep on going yeah I agree I got the bills as well I think uh the job that Sean McDermott has done with this team in the last couple of years um, especially this year. He's just been phenomenal. The trade to get Stefan Diggs on this team to give Josh Allen a true number one wide receiver, that might have been the move of the offseason because Josh Allen has just completely transformed. I said, I think he should be the NFL MVP. I know that's a bit outlandish there, but I think Diggs along with, uh, with Cole Beasley, John Brown, and then Gabriel Davis, I think he has a nice receiving core to throw to. And I really like the secondary that they have led by Tredavious White. Micah Hyde, Jordan Poyer, but um, I think the I think the Colts. It's going to be a tough matchup, definitely for Buffalo. Again, I still have them winning, but this Colts defense is really good, led by guys like DeForest Buckner and Darius Leonard in the front seven. They're they're good run stoppers, but the Colts or not the Colts, the Bills don't necessarily run the ball that much. So it's going to be interesting to see how the Colts' pass defense does against uh, against Josh Allen and the Bills' offense. But it's going to come down to the Colts running game, in my opinion, Jonathan Taylor has been fantastic over the last month of the season. We I'd like to see uh, how he does in this playoff matchup, because if the Colts can get the run game going and control the time of possession, keeping Josh Allen off of the field, the Colts might be able to steal this one. Absolutely. And I believe that this will probably be their toughest matchup until I have them inevitably going up against the chiefs. I think this Colts team is better than the Steelers as well as the Browns. Uh, but they do have a decent injury second cornerback out this week. I just think the throwing power of Josh Allen. I've got a quick stat for you, Josh. 
Uh, do you know which player has thrown more than 4,500 plus yards, 35 plus TDs, and five plus rushing TDs other than Josh Allen? Probably Kyler Murray or Lamar J. No, I don't know. Probably no one. It was a trick question. Nobody. First man to ever do that. And when you bring up the MVP conversation, people say 48 TDs for Rodgers, 37 for Josh Allen, but you're forgetting about his eight rushing scores on the year. And that's what people forget about this Buffalo team. While they might not have that amazing running back with Zach Moss and Devin Singletary, Josh Allen, sort of like Lamar Jackson, Lamar Jackson has really functioned as the primary uh, goal line, red zone ball handler and runner. And I think that's what makes them such a dynamic offense. Yeah, I'm really excited to see uh, Josh Allen get another shot at the playoffs because last year, obviously, they had that game against Houston where Sean Watson played hero ball. But a couple notes about the Bills' receiving core. Beasley, Cole Beasley has been out most of this week. Stephon Diggs has been limited. Both are questionable for the game on Sunday. I have no doubt that Diggs will play. Beasley's still a little bit up in the air, but that's something to keep noted going into the game tomorrow. But easy decision there. We both have Buffalo winning that one. Let's go. To Tennessee, playing the Ravens last year, Tennessee beat the Ravens pretty convincingly in the playoffs in the uh, the divisional round. But Lamar Jackson, who's 0-2 in the playoffs, is coming back for revenge. What do you think happens in this game? Because this is the biggest toss-up for me. I had a lot of, a lot of thinking and trouble uh, deciding who's going to win this game. Uh, I also did. This is my toughest matchup. It's the one that remained blank on my bracket sheet the longest. I personally have the Titans just because when it's a toss-up, even in this COVID situation, I like to go with the home team. And we really haven't seen Lamar Jackson get it done in the playoffs. Uh, I believe in Ryan Tannehill, most underrated quarterback in the NFL, in my opinion. And then we all know about Derrick Henry in January. Yeah, this Titans, if this Titans run game gets going the way Derrick Henry's been playing, over 2,000 rushing yards, he's been phenomenal. Uh, the Ravens could be in trouble, but I really like this Ravens defense – I think they can contain Derrick Henry for a good portion of the game, and they need to dare Ryan Tannehill to beat them. I'm right with you. He's a very underrated passer. A.J. Brown is someone uh, who can really make a difference on the outside. But when it comes to the Ravens, I think, I think Lamar Jackson's ready this time. I think this could possibly be a year where he could uh, give the, uh, beat the Titans and then give the Chiefs a run for their money. He needs to pass the ball well. He needs to limit the turnovers, especially with fumbling the football while running. We know the Titans are going to probably put a spy on him or contain to limit his run game. But for me, the biggest X factor in this game offensively for the Ravens is J.K. Dobbins. If he gets the run game going and maybe Gus Edwards gets some goal line touches along with Mark Ingram, it's going to be whichever team, in my opinion, runs the ball the best and controls the time of possession, because this is going to be a low-scoring game, in my opinion, unless Tennessee breaks it open. But I do have the Ravens winning a close one, probably by a field goal, but I'm ready to see Lamar take the next step. I really hope uh, that he can excel in this game and not fold like he has in the past. Yeah, that's probably our disagreement right there. Uh, you got the Ravens, I got the Titans. The only thing that worries about me worries me about these Titans is the defense. I don't think this is going to be a low-scoring game. This isn't the same Titans defense, and that is what's scary. Worst team in the NFL right now on third-down percentage, letting over 50% of the third-down conversions go through. 27.4 points allowed per game this year, 24th in the NFL. Really needs to be stated, this is not the same Titans defense. While I think the offense is better and the Ravens have some key injuries, 
if the Titans can't keep scoring with the Ravens, I have I can definitely see Lamar Jackson pulling out his first playoff win. Yeah, I, again, this is a huge toss-up. I, I think it could go either way, but I will swing with the Ravens. Miles going with Tennessee. Now, one of the most intriguing games for me, the last AFC matchup, Cleveland versus Pittsburgh. And here's a huge note about the Browns because I really wanted to pick Cleveland. I really think they could beat the Steelers. However, head coach Kevin Stefanski out with COVID-19. Left guard Joel Batonio also out with COVID-19. And the Browns have not practiced all week. Baker Mayfield hasn't thrown a ball since the Sunday game. And, you know, it's really unfortunate because the Browns finally make the playoffs and like they're what, 17, 18 year drought. And now they might not have their head coach and without their head coach and a huge uh, left guard on the O-line, I think it's going to be trouble for Baker Mayfield. Now I've got the Steelers coming out on top. Yeah. And I personally, even with the Stefanski uh, opt out, I never really saw uh, the Browns winning this game. They've really slowed down Baker. I, we all watched him duel out with Lamar Jackson on that Monday night, but this just has not been the same, same team recently, especially with all this COVID uh, complications. And I really don't trust the Browns here. And I think the turn on the Steelers has been a little overhyped, just had a massive win uh, a couple of weeks ago. Obviously you saw the Browns struggle against the Steelers second teamers and this Steelers defense is legit, even though they've lost Devin Bush They've lost a bunch of pieces on this roster. I still trust Big Ben enough, Ben Roethlisberger enough, that if they can get the short short yard pass short passage yards going, I think they can win this game, and I think they'll control it all the way through. Yeah, and Big Ben was rested last week, so he's got a week. Uh, he got a week off uh, in their Week 17 matchup against. Uh, against Cleveland last week when Mason Rudolph filled in. Also, another note about that defense for Pittsburgh, Bud Dupree's also out for the year when he tore his ACL a few weeks back. Uh, but this, the thing that concerns me about Pittsburgh is their run game. James Conner, he's obviously been a little uh, in and out of the lineup with COVID and then an injury, but they just can't run the ball. There's a lot of pressure on Big Ben's shoulders to get his receivers the ball, and guys like Deontay Johnson uh, has kind of been known for dropping passes this year, and obviously you got the whole juju situation and what the TikTok dance is. But I, I think the Steelers can still uh, can definitely pull this one out. They are at home, I think. Obviously, home field is not the same, but playing at Heinz Field is a lot different than playing in Cleveland, and, and I think Pittsburgh will uh, close out the win. But it's just really unfortunate for Cleveland that they don't get Stefanski because I, that would be a huge – that would probably be my upset pick. Absolutely. And Stefanski has transformed this offense. I personally believe he's the reason that they've changed just the drastic difference between him and Freddie Kitchens. Obviously, they'll still commit to running the ball, but I think Stefanski is a huge game changer right here. And they've got a special teams guy calling or filling in this week, as well as you mentioned the left guard out. I really don't trust this Cleveland team. I wish I could pick them for an upset, but I don't think this game will be particularly close. So for the AFC side, me and Miles agree on everything except for that Titans-Ravens game. I got Ravens. He's got Titans. But aside from that, Chiefs, obviously, they get the buy, and then we both agree on Steelers and Bills. Let's transition to the NFC, and let's start with the Bucks and the Washington football team. Alex Smith going to go up against Tom Brady, and this is going to be a blowout. 
in my opinion. I think Tampa Bay is going to destroy the Washington football team. This Washington football team is very average. Good front four with Chase Young, Jonathan Allen. That They've got some good pressure there. But I just don't think this uh, Washington offense is going to be able to hang with Tom Brady slinging it to Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, Antonio Brown. Quick note about Mike Evans. He is questionable, got injured last week, but I think he's going to play. I just – I see the Bucks just – winning this by a landslide kind of like I this I feel like this is a bye week for Tampa Bay I kind of agree with you there obviously the home field advantage I do think that matters for Washington but Tampa has been rolling ever since uh their bye and he he's just really committed they've been juicing their numbers a little bit I'll say that but this Washington football team I can't think that they'd score more than 25 points and I think you would need to do that against Tampa Bay I do disagree with you saying they're at an average team I think they're the direct opposite of average this offense is terrible but it does have a few bright spots one of them being Terry McLaurin another being Antonio Gibson as well as this defense this is an elite defense and we will see the defensive front develop hopefully they'll find a quarterback that can keep them in games coming up into the future Uh, the combination of sweat and young as well as their other front players, makes this team an uh, aggressive blitz team as well as makes them a threat against Brady. Just if they can get to him, Brady's terrible when he gets flustered in the pocket. We've seen that all year. Past few games where he's been rolling, he's been playing teams that haven't been able to develop that pass rush. If they can get some pass rush here, I do like the idea of this being a close game. I do think that maybe there's a little t- the spread is a little too large here with a team that can get to Tom Brady. He's an old guy, as well as they're playing at home. But I don't see a situation here where they end up winning the game. Yeah, I will be shocked if Washington beats Tampa Bay, as you hear my dog bark in the background, possibly. And I think, I think the big question mark for Tampa Bay is the defense, because at times it looked really sharp. When they beat down Green Bay at the start of the season, that defense looked unstoppable. They made Aaron Rodgers look just bad. But then you got times where they just can't make a stop. Obviously, they lose Vita Vea middle of the season. I, th- I think, uh, obviously, the pass game won't be as important for this game with Alex Smith really thrown to Logan Thomas, the tight end, and the running backs a lot. Um, but I, I think the secondary is really going to be tested later on in the playoffs with guys like uh, Sean Murphy Bunting, Carlton Davis, and then the really good rookie safety, Antoine Winfield. But we both agree there with Tampa Bay. Um, again, I'll be really shocked if Washington wins that one. Let's go to an NFC West rematch with Seattle and the Los Angeles Rams. Facing off for a third time, they split their season series. Big question mark for the Rams. Jared Goff with his thumb injury status is still up in the air. Who do you have for this one? Uh, I actually chose Seattle just because of that Jared Goff injury. I will preface it same that the Rams have won both matchups this season. Or actually, no, the Seahawks win the – Yeah, Seahawks split. I yeah, they split. I'm sorry about that. The Seahawks have split it, and I just won't take a backup quarterback in John Wofford coming into Seattle and beating them. I know home field advantage, the 12th man, isn't what it is, won't be present, but I just can't see a backup quarterback, even with the dominant Rams defense coming into Seattle and winning that game. Yeah, absolutely. And this this Rams defense can really, really give uh, quarterbacks fits. Aaron Donald, he, in my opinion, he's the 
He's the best non-quarterback in the NFL. He's just so physically dominating up front. And then you've got a lockdown cornerback in Jalen Ramsey who can really just shut down a guy like DK Metcalf. Whichever guy Jalen Ramsey is not guarding, which will probably – he'll probably be on Metcalf. So I think Tyler Lock is going to need to have a huge game uh, to help out Russell Wilson. But in the end, I do think Seattle will win this one. Defensively for Seattle, Jamal Adams, he will play. He was a bit injured last week. So I think that's a good sign for – uh, their safety slash hybrid linebacker. But it'll be interesting to see uh, if Goff can play. And if Goff doesn't play and they go in with Walford, what do you think their offense is going to have to do to try to steal a win? Because that's no easy task. This might sound bad, but I don't think there's a huge difference between the two. Goff has been playing yeah. terribly recently, even before he had that thumb injury. Just not a lot from him. A lot of inaccurate throws. A lot of picks, really. And Wofford, I really just don't think there's a big difference between the two. Obviously, a lot more conservative play style, probably. A lot more running the ball with their rookie court, rookie running back, Akers, who has come alive towards the end of the season. But I just trust Russell Wilson a lot more than either of those quarterbacks. And at the end of the day, I think that's what will get it done. Totally with you there. And, and maybe something that would work in the Rams' favor is that they only got one game on the rookie quarterback, Walford. I mean, maybe uh, maybe he, they'll pull something out of their back pocket. Sean McVay, one of the most creative offensive minds. I'm expecting a good game there, though. But again, Seattle winning closely. And then lastly, the New Orleans Saints hosting the Chicago Bears. Mitchell Trubisky taking over this Bears offense and then leading them to the playoffs, even with a loss last week against Green Bay. Miles, I know you're a Saints fan, and I wouldn't pick the Bears against them. I'm going Saints here easy. This looks like Drew Brees' last ride. Uh, he's contemplating retirement, but I think they'll be able to handle Chicago uh, pretty well. However, earlier in the season, the Bears only lost by two with Nick Foles in instead of Trubisky. They lost in overtime. I believe it was 26-24. Or 26-23, I think that was the yep. score. But don't sleep on Chicago. It's, they've got a good defense. And who knows what Trubisky and Coach Matt Nagy can pull out of their back pocket. But, again, I'm going Saints. Uh, absolutely. And I will say this up front. Saints, I believe, is the best defensive team in the league. Best defense. Uh, and I didn't – I don't know if you saw this. Kamara tweeted, as well as C.J. Gardner-Johnson, two very important parts of the Saints team. I believe they're both back on Sunday, Kamara bouncing back from the COVID. And I got to ask if the NFL put them that Sunday night so that he could play. I hope so, because that shows great for the Saints. I, the tweet, I would think he'd be playing this week. And even if he wasn't, uh, as long as we had Latavius Murray, I feel good about the Saints' chances here. I'm obviously picking them, but I'm not going to get too cocky. I've been disappointed so many times before. Last year, had Vikings fans over at my house watch us lose in overtime to Kirk Cousins. I'll tell you, Mitchell Trubisky is not great of a, that great of a quarterback, but I don't really think there's that big of a difference between him and Kirk Cousins. And I don't think this will be a massive win for the Saints. Drew Brees is still a little banged up, but this is the best defensive team in the NFL, and I would expect us to get some turnovers on Trubisky. Yeah, absolutely. I mean – this, this Saints team is really well-rounded. I think a, a big question mark for them is Michael Thomas. He was limited in practice. We'll see if he can get back off, off of IR to play. But in terms of Trubisky, this is a huge opportunity for him. It was clear that Matt Nagy, he wanted Foles in. 
after a few games into the season, he didn't want Trubisky, but then Trubisky has to go back in the lineup with Foles' injury. Matt Nagy, uh, he doesn't call the offensive plays anymore, and Trubisky's been playing pretty well. I, I think this is a massive opportunity to not only get paid, but solidify, I guess, his place in the league as a starter because he's been so up in the air. He's got his fifth-year option, I believe, next year, or maybe a potential for a franchise tag if the Bears wanted to keep him. But I think offensively for Chicago, David Montgomery, you've got to get him going. If you don't get him going, you don't set up the play action. You don't allow Trubisky to get out of the pocket. I think he's a huge X factor for this game. But again, Saints defense, really good. I think they're going to stop the run well. And as long as they stop Allen Robinson, probably the Bears' uh, only lethal threat on the outside, I I think they've got this one. Yeah, Saints, great run defense. Uh, Chicago's only got a few weapons, elite weapons, really. I do believe David Montgomery. I don't know what this transformation has been from him. I, uh, I did not expect it by any means. He did not look explosive the first 12, 13 weeks of the season. But ever since then, he's been their workhorse running back. Saints great against the run. I expect our linebackers, Mario Davis, Quan Alexander, to be a real stopping force on this Saints defense, as well as – Marshawn Lattimore to really lock up Allen Robinson. I think the Saints defense will give Trubisky fits, getting a lot of pressure in the pocket. I do think the defense will come in and win this game, even if Drew Brees has a mediocre showing. Yeah, and there's our six games for the, the, wild, uh, the wild card matchups. I think we've got some good games on deck. Let's transition. We'll, before we get into our Super Bowl picks, we'll end it off with that. But I'll ask, I've, I like asking this question. I've kind of asked it a couple times, but if you pick one team out of the lower seeds who could kind of be like Tennessee last year, like maybe upset a couple teams and make a little bit of a deep run, who is your sleeper slash upset team that could really surprise some people? It's really tough this year. I really, this sounds bad because I have the Bills as my Super Bowl favorite, but the only lower seed I really trust this year are the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, Phil Rivers, not not necessarily gives you a lot of strength in the playoffs. Don't necessarily think of him as a clutch player with all the games he's blown in Los Angeles. But I trust the Saints de- or I trust the Colts defense as well as the rookie running back Jonathan Taylor and their offensive line to get it done. If they do end up beating the Bills, I think they have an easy ride to the uh, AFC Championship. And I don't hate them against the Chiefs. I really don't. I think that they could perhaps pull. Uh, just controlling the game, building off that run, as well as some nice defense. I think that the only team I could see out of the lower seeds really making some noise, but they are facing what I consider the best team in this playoffs, the Buffalo Bills first week. So that's really, that's really the catch there. Yeah, I think they got a bad draw because I was thinking Indianapolis as well. Two huge things in the playoffs that really can, can, make, uh, can allow you to make a deep run in the playoffs. Good run game, really good defense. My New York Giants, when we won our two Super Bowls, it was focused on running the ball and playing solid defense, especially getting pressure with your front four up top. That's what the Colts have. Again, guys like DeForest Buckner getting pressure in the middle. Jonathan Taylor, Naeem Hines, they've got a really good running back group. And, I mean, I agree with all the things you said about Indianapolis. I I think if they do get past Buffalo, they can make it to the AFC Championship. But – I think if I'll make another one, I think if Cleveland can get by this week without Stefanski and they get him back, I don't, I, I feel really good about Cleveland. I know their defense is bad, 
But if they can control the time of possession, control the game with their two running backs, I think they could really, really shock some people. Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, really good duo. And Baker Mayfield, he's only thrown, what, eight interceptions on the season? I think he's going to be a huge uh, factor in his games because the less he turns the ball over, I think the better – Obviously, the better the Browns will uh, will be and the better shot they'll have at winning. But those are probably my two sleeper teams. Um, the NFC teams, the lower seeds, they don't really appeal me, mainly for matchups and obviously injuries with like Jared Goff and that stuff. But uh, I, think, I think we should keep our eyes out. We shouldn't put the Rams completely away, even with our quarterback situation. Because again, a really good defense can do a lot of things in the playoffs. And you never know what can happen if you just cause a couple turnovers. And they certainly have the game changers on that, uh, the, the defensive side of the ball. Absolutely. And you know, I was hating on the Rams a little earlier. I think we all were in consensus maybe before the Packers transformation and before that terrible Jets loss that the Rams were a real contender for the Super Bowl this year. It's just been a rough couple of weeks. So if they can get the mojo going back, I do believe they have a chance to make some noise in the playoffs. Yeah, and uh, I I think obviously home field isn't that big of of a deal, but, you know, I'm really big on on defense in the playoffs. I think it can can definitely – definitely make a big difference in games. And that's why teams like the Colts and the Rams appeal me just a little bit, but nonetheless, let's get into our Super Bowl picks. It's been a fantastic episode so far, but we're going to wrap it up with a bang Super Bowl picks. We're we're not going to do like the middle rounds and that stuff. Let's just say AFC, NFC, and who we have winning. Do you want me to go first or do you want to, do you want to kick it off? Uh, How about you go first? I'd like to see who you got. All right. So out of the AFC, I'm going with Kansas city. I think this is an easy one for me. I think Patrick Mahomes, he's definitely had an MVP caliber season. This offense, they just have too many guys who can make the uh, plays by themselves. You got Tyree Kill, Travis Kelsey, definitely the best tight end in the NFL. Sammy Watkins, McCall Hardman. Patrick Mahomes just has so many weapons around him. You can't guard everyone. You just can't. Clyde edwards Solaire, Le'Veon Bell. Hopefully they can get a decent run game established because I think that'll help. Patrick Mahomes, and this defense is pretty good. You know, you got Tyron Matthew, obviously a little uh, a little concern there, especially I think uh, definitely in the – I think it's the run defense where they might struggle a little bit, but you got a guy like Chris Jones up front uh, who can make a difference. But when the best way to stop Mahomes is by keeping him off the field, that's a hard thing to do. When you've got creative offensive minds like Eric Bieniemy, Andy Reid, you know, they're, they're going to do their best to keep Mahomes on the field. And they're going to put him in the best spot. So I've got the Chiefs. That's an easy pick for me. But the next for the NFC, I'm going Tampa Bay. Now, this is definitely my most more risky pick. But I think Tom Brady, this offense has really been rolling. I know they had a soft schedule to kind of get their offense back in sync. But I, I think the, with the weapons around him and it's Tom Brady, if he gets a drive with two minutes left, I think he, he's going to convert it. I also like his path to the NFC Championship, at least. I like their matchup against Washington. I think they're going to kill them, kind of like I said. And I think Green Bay, remember, they beat them really badly at this, uh, I believe, like week four or five. I believe it was like 38 to 10, made Aaron Rodgers look really bad, his worst game of the season. And uh, I think uh, that, that matchup with Green Bay, I think it favors Tampa Bay. And then whoever they play out of Seattle, Los Angeles, or 
uh, New Orleans or New Orleans, I think they they'll be able to handle that. I think my biggest concern with Tampa Bay is running into New Orleans. They got beat pretty badly twice. I don't like the matchup with the Saints. I think if they can avoid them, then I like I go up against a Seattle. I think they can. I think they'll make a run. Tom Brady, Tom Brady. I've been a huge Tom Brady hater uh, pretty much all my life. He's not, he was when he was on the Patriots, but he is just, he's just so good in that fourth quarter. He, he, he's done it so many times. And I think he'll get in those positions and he has the weapons around him this time. Like I mentioned earlier to make that run. So I'm going chiefs bucks. And then I'm going to go with the Kansas city chiefs back to back. This team is just an absolute juggernaut. I, I don't see anyone stopping them. Um, and, and the best way to stop him again, control time of possession, keep Patrick Mahomes off the field, get pressure on Mahomes, and, um, and you got to run the ball well. You got to have a team that runs the ball well, and I just don't think Tampa Bay will be able to run it well enough to kind of control the game. So I'm going Chiefs as my Super Bowl pick. Miles, who do you have? Uh, building off of that, I would really love the Tampa Bay could go in into Lambeau and beat the Packers because I'll tell you what, I do not see Drew Brees and the Saints team really doing that. A lot of terrible performances I've watched. Drew Brees on the road in the playoffs. So I do trust Tom Brady in that Tampa Bay team to go into Lambeau. Hopefully they could because I think that's the pathway for a Saints uh, Super Bowl appearance. In my, uh, in my opinion, I don't really see Tampa Bay going into Lambeau beating the Packers. And that's why I have the Packers as my NFC championship team beating the Saints out. Just, it's really hard. I know it's a cliche. It's really hard to go into Lambeau and win in these cold winter months. And Aaron Rodgers has been on an absolute tear ever since they drafted Jordan Love. Whether or not that was the cause of this breakout year uh, is to be determined. Not sure quite yet. But I do like the Packers. I just think that they can beat any team that you put in front of them. Really, the only way to beat them is to outscore them. Because you saw the Bears defense. That's a good Bears defense. And they just were unable to get a single stop against the Packers offense in a game where it mattered a lot more to the Bears if they won last week. And I just don't see any defense really putting a stop. And that would be New Orleans game. New Orleans would be a better version of Chicago. And Green Bay is just on a roll right now. And that's why I see them making the NFC championship. I like teams that are hot going into the playoffs. And that brings me to my AFC pick, the Buffalo Bills. Uh, They're my Super Bowl champions. They're just on a tear right now. Last week, Miami was coming in. Least amount of points allowed per game in the NFL. Buffalo drops 56 on them with their backups in half the game. This team is completely sound, and it all starts with Josh Allen, as well as a defense that's not as good as they were last year, but it's still pretty solid, and I trust them in the playoffs. Uh, This week, I'm excited. Some Bills fans will be in the stands at – New Era Field, previously known as Ralph Wilson Stadium. And I just like this Buffalo team. The past six weeks, during their six-game win streak, they've outscored opponents 229 to 110. And they dropped 56 points on that Miami team last week. It really comes up to them beating the Chiefs. And the Chiefs have just been a little too careless. Winners of eight one-score games this year, obviously that shows that they can do it in the clutch. Obviously shows that they're not necessarily focused. We saw this last year. And I do think Buffalo is the team that can catch them if they're not foot on the gas the entire game. And I think this Buffalo team is just as good. Josh Allen, really underrated. He makes throws that even I think Patrick Mahomes can't make when he's running 
just cross arm throws, has the best arm in the NFL, in my opinion. And that's why I see Buffalo Bills winning the Super Bowl this year. It's definitely some high praise for Josh Allen there. But I think another important thing to note about the Bills and Chiefs, when they played earlier in the season, obviously Kansas City won, but that was a really rainy, sloppy game. Uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire ran the ball like 26 times because it was just it was just a really like messy game. So I think that's something that kind of needs to be forgotten a little bit when you look at past matchups because of the weather situation. But I do like the Bills pick. And what you went Packers in the NFC, right? I did go Packers. I'll yeah. tell you right now, if- Tampa can make an upset against them. I would love the Saints to make the Super Bowl. I think Saints has Tampa's number. Obviously, the 38-3 win was huge. But really, just they match up really well. And I think – but I don't see New Orleans going into Lambeau and winning. Just too many losses on the road. They have to get it done in the Dome. And I really hope there's some way it can unfold with them making it to Tampa Bay in the Super Bowl this year. Yeah, I mean, home field, obviously with no fans, that's going to be a small difference. But the weather in Lambeau, like you said, weather in Buffalo, it's going to be cold. It affects the game more than people think. But we'll have to see how it all unfolds. Six fantastic games this weekend. I'm, I've, this new wildcard pl- uh, playoff format has kind of grown on me. We get more games, more potential, or more teams in the playoffs, more I guess, upsets, and it's not as predictable now. Obviously, this first round is, but there are a lot of good teams, and again, I am so excited to see how it all unfolds. Mazda, this has been a fantastic episode. You've been a great guest. Thank you so much for coming on. Anything else you'd like to say? Drop your socials, anything like that. Uh, I'm good. I don't need any shout-outs. Thank you so much for having me on, man. I really enjoyed it. Hopefully, we can do this again sometime. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we're heading back to college next Wednesday. I'm going to have to figure out how, how I'm going to continue this podcast on a consistent basis. Obviously, you know, when school work comes up, school comes first. But this has just been so much fun. Again, Miles, thank you so much for coming. And if you listened all the way through, thank you so much for listening. I appreciate everyone who supports the podcast. And I will talk to you on Monday talking about these NFL games.